0: and welcome to Marysville Church of Christ podcast. This is Falling in Love. My name's Bishop and I'll be your host today. We left off last week with a little bit of an introduction, just kind of talking about what it means to fall in love with God. We address the fact that in the modern world, many of us grow up in this view of Christianity that it's about obedience. It's about the accumulation of knowledge. Those things are what is most important. But when we start looking in the pages of Scripture, God is not commanding us simply to know about Him, or to obey Him, or to fear Him. No, the most common command is to love Him and know Him. Know Him. See, something some things we struggle with in humanity haven't changed from the beginning of our creation we've always been bad at vulnerability we've always been bad at intimacy and we've always been bad at being honest and open and what god is commanding for us is for us to take down our walls and let him into our hearts completely let him see our brokenness let him see our mistakes let him see our joys and our passions let him let him into the things that he knows about us already. When we take down these walls and these barriers, Christianity becomes less a rigorous set of laws and commandments, and more a covenantal marriage that brings fulfillment and joy. But this process of tearing down our walls and letting God in, learning to fall in love and pursue him, is difficult and challenging. This series is not going to be able to answer everything. But this series may get us started down a path of changing the way we view our relationship with God, and even God himself. Today I want to start off in in an interesting place. I want to start off in the first place in the Bible that the word love is used. Now I should note that in Hebrew there is a variety of different words for love, and many translators try to translate different words, different ways. And so your translation may not translate today's the word love. But throughout the Old Testament, we have a variety of different words that encapsulate what it is to fall in love with God. We have a Hebrew word that we'll talk about next week that literally means to fall in love, the process of falling in love. There is one word that means to fasten oneself to. There is words for sexual love. There is words for passionate love, emotive love there is words for faithful love and mercy. But none of the words of love are as powerful and profound as the word hased. said is a word used many, many, many times throughout the pages of Scripture by God himself. And it's a word that literally means steadfast faithfulness. And in English, we don't really have a word that translates well to said," Because in this word said," we see so many combination of different thoughts. We have faithfulness, we have loyalty, we have compassion, we have love, we have grace, we have mercy. But I would like to give give you an image to consider when you contemplate this word Hasid. The word hased is like taking a screenshot, a snapshot of a couple at an altar getting married. Right at the point where the ring is in, is entering the finger of the spouse. Right when the vows are being spoken, take that picture right there. That's chesed. A covenantal promise that no matter what happens, I will stand with you. In that moment, love and loyalty, mercy and grace are all overflowing into one symbolic gesture of commitment. And that's the word Hasid. That's the word God chooses to use with his close friends and companions. That's the word God chooses to use when he's creating the old law on Mount Sinai with Moses. It's this word that he uses to reference his people, the coming of the Messiah, and the salvation that's going to come to the world. This word, said is a loaded and powerful one. But it comes from an interesting origin, and it starts in an interesting place. The first time this word is used is actually in Genesis chapter 19. If you have a Bible, turn there. If you're driving and just want to listen, that's okay too. Let me give you some context. Sodom and Gomorrah are twin cities that are depraved. Their arrogance has led to their downfall. And it says that there was an outcry in heaven against the cities, and God was moved to judgment. So he withdrew and allowed it to fall. But before he allowed it to fall, he looked at the cities and found anyone he could that was holy. And he found Lot and his family. So he sends two angels down to Lot and his family and tries to get Lot out. And he says, go escape into the mountains. Don't look back and don't stop anywhere. But Lot, looking at the plight before him, looking at the prospect of moving everything he's ever known, leaving to a place he doesn't understand for reasons that are beyond him, he stops and says this to God in verse 18. No, please, Lord. Your servant has found favor with you, and you have shown me great said, loving kindness, love, by sparing my life. But I am not able to escape to the mountains, because this disaster will overtake me, and I will surely die. Look, this town over here is close enough to escape to, and it's just a small one. Let me go there, for it's just a little place, isn't it? And there I'll survive. Very well, the Lord replied. I will grant you this request and will not overthrow the town you mentioned. Now, this may be a weird place for me to go. In fact, when I was doing my studies, I almost didn't include this story at all. But I find it interesting that the first use of the word has said, the first time this word loving kindness is mentioned, is in a moment in which God is listening to a man. God is caring about his words. God has already given a decree of what's going to happen, but the words of a man change his mind, which reveals to us that the mind of God, the heart of God, is so inclined to us that our words, our petitions, and our prayers legitimately affect him. He cares for us, and he doesn't have to. In his infinite wisdom, God could say things like, I know what is best always, but he doesn't. He chooses to listen to you and to me. When we fall on our knees and pray, his Hasid opens his ears and his heart to us. And here a lot changes the outcome of history. Because God loved him so much to listen. This idea is going to be repeated throughout the Old Testament. In Exodus chapter 32, the Israelites have sinned and deserve death, but Moses uses his words and God's Hesed opens his ears to it. And God's deep love for Moses saves the people. Likewise, we see in Amos chapter 7 a similar occurrence where God is looking at Amos and saying, here are the consequences of sin that are falling upon the people. And Amos speaks to God, and God in his Hased, listens and falls, and Amos falls in love with God's grace and mercy, and the people are saved because of it. What a beautiful idea it is that we have this chesed that opens God's ears To our thoughts and prayers. As we consider what it is to fall in love with God, I want to start right here. Your relationship with God is real, and it's two ways it's dialectical, it's God coming down to you and you going up to God, it's you listening to His voice and Him listening to yours. This relationship is real and deep and meaningful and profound because it means there is a God in heaven who cares enough about you to listen. Your words change his mind. Your thoughts prick his heart. Your emotions affect him. Because he loves you. He legitimately loves you. I want us to try something today. I want us to talk to God. And I know, that sounds profound, right? Wow, prayer. (laughs) Thanks, Bishop. But seriously, I want you to talk to God. I don't want you to fall on your knees and offer a reverent prayer, my Father who art in heaven. I don't want you to to feel like you have to petition him or pray for people. I want you instead on a car ride home or in a moment of quiet just to close your eyes and talk to God as if he was your spouse or a parent or a sibling. I want you to talk to God like you would any other person who you love. And I want you to open up to him about your day. Tell him about your heart. Tell him what's bothering you. Tell him what's worrying you. Just talk to him. Because here's the deal, God listens to that. God has always listened to that. His hased is so powerful that he cares so much about that. And he wants to hear what you have to say. He wants to know what's on your heart. Next week we're going to pick up here and we're going to talk about what it is to listen to God. Once we understand that he's listening to us, we have to learn to listen to him. But today I just really want us to settle into this idea that your words matter. Your thoughts are powerful. And your care, your hurt, your emotions, your tears, they all affect God. Every time you laugh, God in heaven laughs. Every time you cry, God in heaven is crying. Every time you lament, he is lamenting. He is there with you. He is your compatriot. He is your your other half. From the first moment Chesed is brought up, it reveals to us. God is a God who listens and God is a God who loves. I hope you fall in love with that God today. I hope you fall more hopelessly in love with the God who is falling hopelessly in love with you. God bless you.